0: Welcome to Scotland's food podcast, Nibble Scotland. My name is June Carroll, and this is my journey to celebrate the many food champions around the country. In today's episode, I've gone a little off track, but I've taken the opportunity to catch up with Jackie Breerton, Chief Executive of Grow Biz Scotland, as they prepare to launch REDS, Rural Enterprise Development Scotland. As you can appreciate, the coronavirus crisis has had a disproportionate effect on businesses and the self-employed around Scotland's rural areas. And without support that is specifically designed for their needs, we risk losing a huge proportion of Scotland's economic activity. And that means jobs, livelihoods, opportunities, and life in some of our most beautiful regions. Jackie outlines the opportunities and how you can get involved with REDS, apply for a grant worth up to £5,000 to get perhaps a kickstart you need and their pilot project, Perthshire Artisans. So it's time. Grab that coffee and listen into my chat with Jackie, who, in light of our social distancing world, I welcome over Zoom. Jackie, thank you very much for joining Nibble Scotland podcast today. And as we come out of lockdown, it's really exciting to now connect with people who are looking to grow Scotland again and get people re-energized and back building their businesses. So Jackie, you are Chief Executive of Growbiz, which is the Perth and Kinross enterprise organization. Please explain what Grow Biz is.
1: Yes, I will do. It's lovely to be, to be on this uh, with you, June, and to, to join Inable Scotland. Um, so Grow Biz is actually Scotland-wide now. It started as a Perthshire project uh, 13 years ago, okay. and it's quite unique in lots of ways because it came from a group of local people in Eastern Perthshire, who wanted to have a more localized kind of place-based approach to enterprise support. They could see all the potential, lots of individuals who wanted to develop micro-businesses and be self-employed, but there wasn't that kind of support available. So there was a challenge fund at that time that the Scottish Government put together and to cut a long story short, they were successful. And I actually got involved about eight, eight and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. originally as a volunteer. Because the lovely thing about growbiz is that, as well as having professional team, and I've got nearly thirty of a team now, but we also <coughs> have volunteer volunteers from the local community, and many of them have volunteered to become mentors for local businesses. So the diversity of the businesses we support is always amazes people, because I think people have certain ideas of what the rural economy is made up of. So Some people think it's mostly around, you know, agriculture and land based companies and some others think it's about tourism and obviously food and drinks, an important part of of both of these. But actually, we have businesses from literally every sector you can think of coming to us for support. And as you can imagine, the last few months, we've been particularly busy. Um, It's been quite harrowing sometimes because we've heard all the stories at first hand about what's happened to people's rural businesses as a result of lockdown we did a survey in april and more than 64 percent of the businesses we were supporting had had to close altogether mm. and that is you can imagine you know we know a lot of these people really well and to know that all their efforts literally blood sweat and tears over the last <clears> few <throat> years and it just kind of disappeared Was obviously the,
0: them, would they have slip through the
1: loopholes of what the government were trying to support? Unfortunately, yes. So quite a few did benefit and you know you've got to give some credit, a lot of credit to both governments, Scottish government and UK government certainly put a number of schemes in place quite quickly. But I think for rural micro businesses, um, and that's what makes up most of the rural economy, very small businesses, Um, a lot of them didn't fulfill the criteria for some of the support and of course a lot are still even small food and drink businesses are either operating out of home or a shed in their garden they don't necessarily have rateable premises that they could get the the business based uh, business rates based grants so yeah we've dealt with quite a few um, who just didn't get anything at all. Just kind of five different aspects of, of how we support. So I've got a fantastic team of enterprise facilitators and they're all self-employed in their own right. and They've been trained to be able to support somebody and they're, they're all good listeners and they all have a knowledge, either sectoral knowledge or general business knowledge. So I've got more than 20 of them available to me, which is great. So if somebody wants a one-to-one meeting, we can arrange it with one of the the team and obviously for the last few months that's all been online Mm -hmm. Um, but we also do peer learning sessions we're doing three or four of these a week at the moment and that's for smallish groups between 15 and 20 and it's on subjects that people really need to know about if they're going to be developing a business so a lot of that's around digital skills at the moment about how to use things like zoom to connect with your customers or to use videos more effectively in your social media, whatever it is that's going to just help them to get to the next stage. Okay. We also have a peer support um, model. so we've got very active peer support groups in the creative sector, um, adventure tourism sector. Okay. Um, and we, we have a full mentoring program. Um, in fact our mentoring programs the only um, accredited mentoring program for businesses in Scotland through the Scottish mentoring network. so we're very proud of that we've got more than 70 trained mentors and people they seem to have felt supported you know we've had really good feedback oh that's good so the types of rural businesses you're
0: dealing with i mean from your artisan jewelry maker in uh, argyle or where where are the growth sectors or where's
1: the where's the sort of interesting bits that are coming so yes it's interesting interestingly uh, around 65 percent of our clients are female so that's a higher percentage than for other business support organizations and i think that's for a number of reasons we're definitely seeing more older women maybe in their 50s and 60s starting a business because they've decided to come out of whatever they were doing or they've been made redundant sadly for some of them or they just want to realize a dream they've always had So. That's quite a key demographic. Um, and again, they're all in different sectors. Uh, we're seeing a lot of younger people coming through as well. Mm. I think younger people who've realised that perhaps in the past they may not have wanted to stay in a rural area, but now because of better digital connectivity, they um, they can see that they can still have a, the kind of life that they wanted.
0: The opportunities are there for them now. It's interesting, maybe lockdown for a number of people may give them new energies to try and put their hand to a dream or a hobby that they've been
1: doing and stay within the community. I think you're right. We've seen a a, a different, a slightly different um, um, sector, different types of clients coming forward just in the last few weeks, actually. So through the end of April, May, it was mainly existing businesses who just desperately needed help Mm -hmm. to survive, to apply for funding, to adapt, to do whatever. but I would say since mid-June, we've had a lot more new starts. People who, as you say, they've perhaps just re reappraised what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Some of them have been made redundant. But what we've found is that they're all approaching it in a positive way. They're not saying, well, this is the only thing I can do. Mm-hmm. It's all about um, taking skills or experience that they've got and using it to develop something for themselves.
0: So tell me about this, Red you're
1: looking for a crowdfunding grant based so so reds is reds is an approach more than just an initiative really okay. so it kind of encompasses everything that we've been developing over the years and just pulls it together into something that we can with branded reds, which stands for either stands for rural enterprise directory, Scotland, which is the directory that we're forming or rural enterprise development, Scotland, whatever, whichever you want, (laughs) because, because one of the things we want to do as part of reds is to have a partnership of all the organizations who support smaller businesses in rural areas and to have more of a, a kind of joined collaborative approach to doing that. Mm-hmm. So, for the last two and a half to three years, we've been organising a quarterly thing called a Rural Enterprise Roundtable, and that brought a lot of the organisations and agencies around the one table really for the first time to talk about the particular issues that micro businesses in rural areas faced and the opportunities um, that were there and the potential to grow the rural economy in different ways. So that was the, you know, your Scottish Enterprise and High and um, SCDI and SRUC and SRA, all these. Who's the end user? So I think it's two, well, there's more, probably more than two audiences, but two key audiences are obviously potential customers and consumers. So if you, I suppose it's the reason, the reason that we've developed it is that recognition um, that we've all said over the last few months. Gosh, we must support more local businesses in rural areas. There's a recognition now that all these um, little enterprises that supported communities and helped them to be resilient and and got them through the last few months, um, people want to continue to support them, but they need to know who they are and where they are. So there's that element of if you want to support uh, rural businesses as a consumer whether you want to order something online from somebody up in Sky or whether you want to visit Oban and know that there's a um, you know a hand knitted jumper shop or something like that mm-hmm. so that's the, the end goal but it's also for the public sector and the agencies as well because they don't know who the little businesses are yeah one of the things because we've been involved in some policy stuff with the Scottish government i was quite shocked to discover that if you're a non-vat registered business and you're not limited you're not incorporated you don't actually show up anywhere in government statistics oh, really? yeah. so so if you don't show up you're not counted and therefore you're not being considered your needs are not being considered when policy and funding and initiatives are being designed uh-huh. So that's what's driven us to develop REDS, so that if we can put a spotlight more on that huge number of smaller businesses, help people to find out where they are, what they're doing, but also make that a conduit for them to be able to access funding.
0: How much value so, are these rural businesses
1: bringing to the economy that you already- So the whole rural economy is worth around thirty-seven billion. Okay. Um, so if you imagine that the majority are micro they'll be contributing because nobody knows how many there are nobody can say what part of 37 billion they're, they're contributing but it's billions uh-huh. billions of pounds.
0: so it's key to look after them so this so this fund that you're starting you're The ambition is to have
1: 10 million, I believe. Longer term Mm -hmm. um, and to have that as a constant scheme, because I think, um, you know, pre-COVID, there were still huge challenges for smaller businesses to access funding. Mm -hmm. So if you were, um, you know, if you're looking to start a small business and you need quite often, you could start with a few thousand pounds. You might need 5,000 pounds to buy a specific bit of equipment or an oven or something. Mm Um, but trying to find that £5,000 is really difficult. Yeah, the, the banks aren't particularly interested at that level and there are no actual grant schemes for a smaller business. You've got to fit into a high growth or scalable or fit into a particular sector to be able to qualify for a lot of the funding. So it's bigger than just the, the current emergency, really. It's that longer term and it came out of we were um, given a quarter of a million pounds two years ago by the local wind farm the griffin wind farm through SSE in the local group and it was the first time they'd ever allowed wind farm funding to be spent on smaller enterprise or enterprises full stop because all the wind farm funds are aimed at communities community benefit and it was so successful um it was We thought it would last a year and a half. It lasted eight months. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And there was um, about 46 businesses benefited from that. And a lot of those grants were between three and five thousand. And what we heard back from those businesses was so positive and also quite emotional, actually, because a lot of them said, you know, this is the first time anybody's actually wanted to invest um, or been interested. And what sort of businesses were were they? What were they up to? So there was quite a number of um, t- adventure tourism. Mm-hmm. And in fact, out of that, seven adventure tourism businesses, they didn't all get grants, but quite a few of them did, in that sort of Dunkeld you area have come together as a collective. So that was a really good thing that came out of that. Um, I remember a local joiner who'd just not been able to expand. He wanted to expand and make his premises sort of um, young people friendly because he wanted to take on Apprentice. So, just getting a bit of money to do that allowed him to take on a a young person. Um, There's a couple of cafes just looking to expand what they were doing. Um, Deli and Dunkeld, who's now he was able to expand his kitchen and just create a a kind of nighttime trade rather than just be a a daytime um, coffee and cakes place. So, there's lots of different types of business. Benefited so from grants, it. not loans. These were these these were grants. Yes, um, some of them used some of them needed more money than we could give, so they were using them as leverage for for loans as well. But most of it, it our money was grants. So this the new
0: the three million you're going for at the moment. That money is coming from central government and.
1: Well that's what we're we're hoping for. We're lobbying government. Okay. Um and anybody else that wants we started a crowdfund campaign just to draw attention. So we got about six thousand just from individuals. Um and obviously we knew that we were never going to get three million through crowdfunding, but that allows us to tell people what this is about and to As a result of that we've now got lots of businesses who are registering to go on the directory and who want to be able to apply for the grants but just as importantly um who want to be connected into something that that's going to support them going forward Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i I suppose the enterprise support part of reds is really important Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. particularly outside perthshire where you know we've started to work in other areas but for some businesses in certain parts of Scotland where there's limited support they they've felt very alone very kind of um out there with nobody really to support them if you're doing crowdfunding that
0: often makes you think there's a return for people that are investing into the low into the grant what's what is it in what's for them
1: so people that are pledging and um, the rewards are based on well we're actually giving um, a digital piece of art to people that are pledging um, a certain level but the other benefit for um, 50 pounds and more is that they get a reds card so you'd hope you shop it you'd shop in the outlets and that card a loyalty card type scheme yes away. it's a gift card basically so it means yeah. that you can either buy one for yourself or give ideally give it to somebody else that you know is either going to visit somewhere in Scotland or that supports Scotland. They might be living in America, but if they've got a gift card, they can use it online.
0: And I saw you have Persia Artisans. Is
1: that a separate business or is that part of the success of Growbiz? So Persia Artisans is a subsidiary of, of Growbiz um, and it's part of our Smart Village project. So... We're, create, we're, we're working with groups in different parts of Scotland to develop a thing called a smart village. I don't know whether you've heard of that. Please explain for the audience. <laughs> so a smart <laughs> village, it's quite misleading because a smart village sounds like it should be a village, um, but they're not all villages. They're, they can be a village. it could be a series of villages, it could be an area, or they could, like Persia artisans, it's a community of interest. So the Pilot artisan site is, um, it's all about having a digital presence. And for them, it was working with artisans and makers. They were telling us that they don't want to spend their time marketing and selling their products. They want to be spending their time making them, but know that they're selling them in a, in a, in a way that matches their, the quality and their artisanship so parish artisans is a pilot which is just about to extend but the first nine artists and makers are up and running on it and it's very much about telling their story there's a video for each it's about explaining why they became the skilled artisans that they are um, and then they can sell their products on the site
0: so are they are they paying to be part of
1: that site they pay a small um, monthly fee to be part of the site and then um depending on whether some of them want us to do they want us to do the marketing for them, their social media and their fulfillment. So they, they just pay a fee according to what part of that is.
0: Because often that is a problem with rural businesses and small businesses because you may be skilled, but you run running your own business, you can't be account, you can't be marketing, you can't be the salesperson, you can't make it. So that's
1: where your sales will come in and give that extra support. Exactly, and I think that's a really important principle for people to accept and not to feel bad about it. As a lot of people, as you say, set up a business and think they've got to be wonderful everything. You know, doing your books and developing your product and selling, and of course, marketing these days is actually, although it's it's arguably less expensive because you can use free, um, you know, social media, etc. It's not physically called costing you money. Actually it's more complex and you really have to know what you're doing.
0: Seeing the website it looks great. Um, but I think now the lockdown, we've all sort of moved five years ahead digitally. So maybe now is the time that these things can happen and they'll work
1: well. I think I think quite possibly the adventure tourism collaborative that I mentioned, that's seven very different, you know, the it's like canyoning, kayaking, climbing, you name it, you could go yeah. onto the site and find something um and that's they, they've taken a bit longer than we thought because they, they'd hoped to be up and running for the season but of course with the season up, they just took a bit longer so i think by the time it launches it's going to look pretty snazzy that great
0: mm-hmm. so you're gonna if these grants are available and i believe from august
1: well we're hoping um obviously and we've got to make sure we've got the money in place mm-hmm. so we're <laughs> we're Yes, we're busy the The government is telling us that they're very busy working on the recovery plans that our plans are all part of that. whether what that actually then translates into in terms of funding, I don't know, but I think it's a see there's a serious point to be made actually um about how how to value the contribution of these businesses and therefore what funding to make available to them. And Mm -hmm. right at this moment, if you're, um, say, a a small food producer and you really need, it could be just, as I said earlier, a few thousand pounds to invest in some new equipment or stock or whatever it is that's going to enable you to get back back up and running. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely nowhere that you can apply at the moment. because very few of these businesses will qualify for the pivotal enterprise fund or the creative fund um they'll probably not be able to get a a bounce back loan if they have if they haven't been operating long enough etc so there's a desperate need to put um and it doesn't take you know we we estimated with three million pounds you could you could help a minimum of 1200 businesses and how are you selecting companies then so uh, the criteria, fulfilling the criteria number one, so they have to be micro, employing less than 10, and we've said a, a turnover of half a million or less. Really, just so that we're not—that's not impinging on some of the other funds that will help bigger businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be rural, obviously, um, and they have to show that what what they're what they're needing, whether it's just working capital or equipment stock or whatever. Will enable them either to get back up and running or just make it a step forward mm-hmm. um but the the key unique part of it is that they can apply for up to five thousand pounds but fifty percent they will be spend they will be asking them to be spending on another rural business so if they want to have a better website we're saying yeah You can have funding towards that, but we want you to use a a rural web developer because that will then be putting money back into the rural economy. And that's where the directory comes in so they can find suppliers. Okay. And how long is the process? Um, We would like to think, when we did our former grant scheme, the wind farm, we were able to turn applications around within two to three weeks because we feel it's really important that businesses don't have to hang around. Yeah. Yeah
0: um so as you look forward and grow and you're aiming to this to the 10 million pound fund what are your key milestones
1: what are the exciting steps along the way for you so i think it will be obviously around numbers it's also geographical spread i'd really like to think that we could have businesses in every part of rural scotland all benefiting but also connecting with each other Mm -hmm. and that we could have more sort of cross-border collaborations so If we can have our creatives in Perthshire um, connecting and collaborating with creatives in Borders or Orkney or the Western Isles, I think that would be a major milestone because obviously the creative energy that would come out of that. But I think you'd find quite quickly that there would be economic opportunities growing through all of, of that where can people apply for this fund or? so initially if you go onto the crowdfunder site certainly within the next week or two it's crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash reds but if you just if 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 that's too late cause i know this will have a long life this yes. podcast <laughs> um it's the website is reds.scott, so it's easy
0: to remember okay but initially you just need if it's onto the crowdfunding web page you're just looking for
1: people to pledge support ideally yes give money Yes, but they can also um, use, there's a link there that they can just um, put in their details saying whether they'd like to be on the directory or just be kept in touch with what's happening in Reds. So that's even if, if they just do that, that's great. Um, we just, it's
0: Well, I think it's fabulous Is sort of think that if, if I was in the rural Scotland and it was, I wanted to open up the new cafe, but I didn't have the proper coffee machine to deal with it, this might be the opportunity to just start that process
1: and just sort of give me the confidence to make that first step. Yes and through the enterprise support part and the mentoring um, we, we should be able to introduce that person to somebody who's already done it perhaps in another part of Scotland, somebody um, who could tell them about the ups and downs and you know through our enterprise team provide them with some professional support and make sure they don't make too many mistakes starting
0: no and i think there's a great there's a great energy and i think we've been knocked back the whole world's been knocked back but i think we're, we're ready to come back and look back again and sort of conquer and be a stronger country together and work together
1: i think you're absolutely right and we're seeing that through the enthusiasm of people that are coming on to our sessions and thank you jackie okay. have a great day you Take too care. nice to meet you bye bye
0: Thank you, Jackie, for taking the time to fill us in about some of the opportunities to get involved and grow rural business in Scotland. Should you be interested in finding out more, please check out the website, reds.scot. Now that lockdown is easing, I'm looking forward to getting back on the road and around Scotland to meet many more food champions. In the meantime, please remember to follow us on social media at Nibble Scotland for the first look at future guests and a behind-the-scenes look of everything mentioned in each episode. We look forward to chatting to many more rural leaders soon and take care for now. Bye!